In addition to clothing and jewels, jewels. we also um, <laughs> want to talk about <laughs> jewels. We want to talk. I want jewels for Christmas. Uh. Welcome back to another marvelous episode of Never Wear Boring Socks. I'm Maria Ramsey. And I'm Anna Barnard. We are recording this episode just a few days after Thanksgiving, so we wanted to take a moment to express our gratitude for all our creative souls. We are so thankful for everyone who listens to Never Wear Boring Socks and makes this project possible and also makes it more fun to have people who are listening. So thank you. And we really hope to keep developing this Never Wear Boring Socks community even more in 2019. 2019? Wow. Okay, since it's almost December, since it's almost 2019, we've officially entered the holiday season, which means... Gift giving! So we thought we'd do another gift giving episode like we did last year, because we thought last year's was fun. And we wanted to provide some gift ideas, and especially some ones that support small businesses. Exactly. But before we get into our gift guide, I have to ask you, Maria, what socks are you wearing today? I'm wearing a pretty exciting pair of socks oh, okay. that I I'm don't think I've worn on the podcast before, oh. which is kind of wild because I think I've had them for like 10 years or so. I had them in high school so they've been around for a while they are over the knee socks so they come up pretty high and i used to wear them like as tights almost you can like pretend that they're tights and wear them with a skirt and it's kind of fun because they're not actually tights they're socks and they're gray and they have like a nice substantial like chunky knit feel to them which i really like i tried to wear them recently as a tights replacement and was a little disappointed to find that after 10 or so years, the elastic has kind of given out. So they don't really stay up anymore. So I was like walking around running some errands and I had to keep stopping to pull up my socks because they were like pooling around my knees and ankles. It was a little weird. But anyway, I'm just at home right now. So I'm wearing my cozy thigh high socks, which are pretty cool. Nice. I like it. What about you, Anna? What socks are you wearing? Um, I am wearing a pair of socks from Costco, Costco Fashion. Nice. I recommend. Um, and they're quite chunky and warm. They've got some gray and pink stripes on them. And I wore them today because it's really cold out. It's basically why I wore them. And I like the stripes. So you get warmth, you get stripes. What more cool. can you ask for? I don't know. It sounds perfect. <laughs> so before we talk about our actual gift guide and our gift ideas, we wanted to 
cover a few things that might be helpful to keep in mind when gift giving. And we talked about this last year a lot, but one of the main things that you can think of when trying to come up with gift ideas is love languages. Um, Can you remind me what all the love languages are, Maria? Yeah, so according to the book that somebody wrote, I don't know exactly where this all came from, but we'll put a link to it in the show notes so you can check out the origins. But the different love languages that people tend to express and receive love best in are, let's see, what is it? Words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, gifts. I think one is like physical gifts. And then I'm blanking on the last one. Physical touch. Thank you. That's the last one. Yeah. So the idea is that we each kind of have a primary one, maybe a secondary one also that we're, that we tend to interpret the most as love. So it's good to be aware of the fact that other people might have different love languages than you and what they might interpret as a sign of love. Right. Versus what you see as a sign of love. Yeah. So why is that helpful when we're giving gifts? Well, I think it's helpful to understand what the person that you're giving the gift to's love language might be, especially if it's different than your own. Mm. So like if you are a physical touch person so you're like oh I'm gonna get this person a massage because that seems like so luxurious and wonderful and they're not really a physical touch person and they're a words of affirmation person they I mean it might be nice maybe they'll appreciate it anyway but they might feel even more loved if you wrote them something really special showing them telling them about why you care about them right So it's just helpful to remember that different people have different ways of interpreting and expressing things, I think. Yeah. And I kind of think when I think of gift giving, I think there's multiple ways to go about it. I think one of the best ways to go about it is considering love languages and not just thinking about what you might like to receive, but thinking about what they would like to receive. Mm -hmm. But I think you can also give gifts that sometimes remind people of your relationship with them. So it can kind of be about both of you in some ways. And depending on the relationship, I think that can be really meaningful too. But I think being aware of their love language is, um, is just like a really helpful kind of guide when you're trying to figure out what to get someone and what they will actually like. I mean, and also the question of do they want functional things? Do they want more flashy things? Do they not want physical objects at all? And I think you can kind of trace that back to their love languages a little bit too. Yeah, I think that that points to an important reason why I think love languages are helpful what you said about considering what that person actually wants versus what you think you want. Mm-hmm. And of course we never really know what other people want if you're trying to do the like surprise gifty thing. Right. So if you don't want to try to figure it out, you could just ask them. That's one way to do it. But I think that sometimes we tend to get people gifts that we want ourselves, but not necessarily our something that that other person would want. And I think we've all probably experienced 
where somebody gives you a gift that you're like, I totally understand why you gave this. It seems to very much reflect your values, but it's like not a hundred percent in line with mine. If that makes sense. Right. It goes back to the conversation of values, I think, and recognizing that yours might be different than other people's. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when I was thinking, I mean, <laughs> to relate to our values on this podcast, we obviously might be thinking along the lines of gifts that have to do with creativity and wellness, mm-hmm. which are nice kind of blanket categories that I think a lot of people could enjoy. Self-care things are wonderful. We're going to get into that. But again, maybe that's not for everyone. So right. still being cognizant of of your recipient's kind of values and things like that yeah yeah well and I'm curious while we're on the topic what do you think about like trying to surprise people with gifts versus Mm. just asking people what they want because I feel like this is a big question in gift giving yeah it's like a yeah it's a really hard one um and it probably depends yeah it totally depends that's the thing I mean one of my grandparents, I think usually both sets of my grandparents always ask my mom what I want, and then my mom will just buy things and yeah. then they'll just <laughs> give them to me, which I think is fine. I mean, there's that generational divide where grandparents don't always know what their grandkids want for Christmas, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I also, I love getting surprise gifts, but also it's really hard to know what kind of surprise someone would like um yeah and so and i think it is awkward going up to someone and saying what is your love language or what do you <laughs> value in a gift you know like find it's like it. a loaded question it's really hard to answer and it puts them on the spot yeah yeah and i think there's always that awkward conversation where you ask someone what they want and they're like oh I don't need anything it's fine you don't have to get me anything and it's like well the point (laughs) of me asking you this is because I want to get you something yeah but maybe they do want a surprise but they don't even know what they want you know and so it gets really tricky and sometimes I think you do need to kind of go with your instincts on that and sometimes if you have no idea then getting something that you know you would like is the best gauge that you have if you don't Mm -hmm know what that other person wants maybe your relationship isn't as close as you would want but you still want to get them something or whatever I don't obviously the circumstances are different with every person um but I think it's tough I don't know I would do like some some digging like some veiled questions maybe you know yeah I don't know and I do think it depends on the who's giving and who's receiving too because I feel like there are certain people in my life who really enjoy picking out fun gifts and like trying to find something that I enjoy, I would enjoy. And I like doing that as well. But I know some people prefer to just like have an easy answer. Like my brother, for example, our audio editor, he, I, I know he doesn't want to think about trying to figure out what a good gift for me would be. So I just told him, I was like, you know, my birthday's in December, and I'm going to need a new bullet journal by the end of December. <laughs> so he took all of the surprise out of it by texting me and being like, what color do you want? And then telling me later, guess what? I just ordered your bullet journal. <laughs> 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 I'm 
updating me on the the ordering of my gift, which is fine. Well, and maybe like, that's... I really don't mind. That's kind of our gifting relationship, and it works. Right, yeah, exactly. That's the way that, that Ben does it. And maybe that's right. the way that he finds most effective to give gifts to. I mean, yeah. that's, he knows that the person who's going to get it will like what they get. And there's something to right. be said for that. Yeah, and I'm very excited for my emerald green bullet journal. There you go. So, And something else to keep in mind is that you don't always have to give physical gifts, or I guess you don't always have to purchase gifts. You can, one, you can mm-hmm. make homemade things as little crafty people. We like to do this. <laughs> um, or, again, you don't have to necessarily get them a physical object or thing. You could donate to a charity in the gift recipient's name if you know that's something that they might like. I know some people are really into that, and that can be a really special thing, especially around the holidays. Um, but there's lots of options for that kind of thing. I mean, getting someone a gift card to their favorite place to to shop or to eat or something like that um, can be a, a really nice gift, too. And, again, I think thinking about what that person really values in a gift still goes along with that consideration. Mm-hmm. And I think in terms of gift cards, it's good to get a gift card for a place that you know they actually shop. Yeah. Because otherwise, it probably will just sit around collecting dust, as they say. Yes. Or maybe not. Maybe they'll use it anyway. But you never know. That's my, that's my thought. Yes, I agree. And... Maria, what is so wonderful about small businesses? A lot of the gifts we're going to be talking about are from small businesses. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode today, because I think it's a really cool opportunity to get some share to share some small businesses that we are enjoying and admiring currently. And I think it's really great to support small businesses because... A lot of them are artists or creative people doing really cool things in the world. And I think the more we support creative, interesting people who have something great to offer, the more they're going to be able to offer great, interesting things to the world. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's really cool to support small businesses in particular because you're really supporting the people more directly because it's not such a giant company with so much other like overhead and lots of other stuff going on. Yeah, and I think also small businesses can be more transparent about their their processes and their products yes. and yeah. their values and things like that. And those are important things to consider during the holiday season, what kind of organizations you want to be contributing to. Do certain organizations <laughs> mm-hmm. donate a chunk of their proceeds to certain charities, things like that. Yeah. I also think you can feel it when you buy something from a small business. There's often little personal touches or it's, or it's packaged really beautifully or you get a personalized thank you note. And it just, I think, adds this whole other layer of gratitude to the gift giving process that you also like really feel the gratitude and the care from the person who you bought it from. Right, yeah, it's like this kind of gratitude cycle or chain or something that gets passed on between people, yeah. which is really, yeah. really cool. 
Right. And like, I know when I'm shipping orders on Etsy, I always write a little personalized note to the people who buy stuff because it is so exciting that this person on the internet who I've never met before is buying some of my artwork and supporting my art. And it makes me really like warm and fuzzy inside. So Mm -hmm. I want to thank them. So. Yeah. 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 And just one last tip before we get into our gift ideas. This is also, the holidays can be kind of a hectic time. So keeping all these things in mind when we're purchasing gifts can be a good exercise in mindfulness. Um, And just look for opportunities to be mindful and joyful in the gift giving process rather than stressed out over what to get someone. Because ultimately, what's the spirit behind gift giving is to share love with someone else so yeah I think that's really important to remember because we can sometimes get caught up in like the stress and the to-do lists but I think I think again going back to just the fact that you can feel the energy and the intention and the care that went into a gift that you're receiving so I think if you're giving a gift it's really important to approach it really mindfully and with love and a positive intention. Yeah, for sure. Let's get into our gifts. Ho, ho, ho. The exciting part. <laughs> so, Maria, you were just talking about Etsy. Would you I care was. to explain what that is? Well, if you haven't heard of Etsy, you should probably um, do some more research on what's going on in the world. But... <laughs> It is a very cool platform. It's a website, Etsy.com. And there are all sorts of artisans and small businesses making really cool stuff on there. So I really like Etsy because you can find so many different things from so many different really cool artists. And it's really easy to search on there and kind of just stumble around. And they even have gift guides based on various interests. So, is there anything else that you would like to say about Etsy? Yeah, well, the other thing is that Etsy has gift certificates. So, if you don't know... Oh, I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure they do. Actually, maybe I did. Yeah. I think they do. And so, (laughs) that's really great if you know someone likes uh, buying at small businesses, but you don't know what exactly to get them. An Etsy gift card is a really good thing to do, because then... There's there's so many cool things on Etsy. It's hard to kind of pick one thing to get someone. So I I know that that can be really helpful. Um, Yeah. You can find me and go through all my favorite items. Exactly. If you want some recommendations. Yes, you can do that with both of us. Yeah. Um, We both have shops on Etsy. Mine is not super active. I don't have a lot of time to keep up with it very much you don't have time as a college student in billions of musical ensembles and difficult classes anna <sighs> c'est la vie <laughs> <laughs> but i'm planning I'm, I'm trying to change that in the coming year i'm i have completed i've almost completed two new patterns this year so i'm i need to photograph them and type up the patterns and then i'm gonna try to get those up when I get home for break. So new ones will be coming up. I sell crochet patterns 
I'm currently selling crochet patterns of Disney princess dolls. So they're pretty cool. They're adorable. Yes. So you should definitely go check that out. My shop is called um, Hyacinth Chameleon. You can find it on Etsy. And then Maria Where did that has name come from. Um, I'm curious. It's really random. Um, so I knew that I was going to be posting a lot of Disney princess things, and one of my favorite Disney characters is Pascal from um, Tangled, and he's a little chameleon. Mm. <laughs> so I Cute. put that in there, and then I don't know. I was like, nah, I need something else. And one of my, uh, I was playing saxophone at the time, and one of my uh, method books was written by a guy, and his first name was Hyacinth. And I thought that was really cool. That's a cool name. I know. So then I mashed I'm going to name together. my kid Hyacinth. I know. I know. It was very exciting. So, yeah, it's kind of a random jumble of things, but I thought it sounded like a good shop name. Cool. That is a good shop yes. name. Yes. Would you like to tell the listeners about your shop, Maria? Sure. So my shop is called Maria Catherine. It's my name, K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. And I sell prints, like matted prints that you hang up on the wall as decor and greeting cards. And I just put up a 2019 desk calendar that is pig themed. So it has cute little it's really pigs cute. doing seasonal activities. Thank yeah. you. So... That's up there if you know anybody who's into cute, colorful animal or vegetable artwork. Maybe check it out. <laughs> oh, yes. And check out all the other shops on Etsy because there's a lot of cool stuff on there, like we said. Yeah. And also in the vein of putting art up on your walls, this is something I've been thinking about recently. As we've talked about, I have a, a new space with a lot of blank walls. So I've been thinking about what art I want to put up on the walls. And I think that home decor and wall decor specifically, that's not something that I tend to think about as a gift very often, but I think it would be a really great gift. Yeah, I think they're really good gifts, personally. Especially yeah. for like people who are moving into new places or college students right, and things like right. that who have dorm room walls to cover up. Yeah. Yeah, that's really handy. So a couple... Uh, websites and artists that I've been looking at recently. One is Mimi Kavinji. She is an artist who does a lot of like really colorful, bold nature things. She has a lot of like really pretty skies and night skies, sunsets, mountains. So I'm currently looking at her website, deciding which of her prints I want to put in my room. And then I also wanted to shout out Pepper Mass. I believe that's how you say it. I went to this retreat last, was it last weekend? Yeah, in Ontario and met so many amazing, creative, artistic, entrepreneurial people who were really cool. And this one woman, Kirsten, has this company, Pabermas, which is an art print subscription service. Oh, that's cool. Which I've never heard of before. And I just think that's really fascinating. And they look like they have some cool stuff. So I could shout out every one of those people at that retreat. And I probably will in the future. But anyway, while we're on the topic of art prints. 
Well, yeah. Check that one the out. Subscription box thing. I've been seeing a lot of like things online about subscription boxes, and I feel like that Me could too. also be a good gift. I've seen ones for That'd socks. Be fun. I have two. And I've seen some for tea. Fascinates me. Which two of our Ooh. favorite things. I know. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll link some subscription boxes too after we record this episode in the show notes. Um, but that would probably also maybe be Maybe we thing. should start a subscription box. That would of be socks fun. And tea. The Neverwear Boring Socks subscription box. It rhymes too. It does. Okay, I'm yeah, <laughs> everyone uh please let us know if you would uh like a Never wear boring socks subscription box <laughs> because we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, another website that is not exactly a small business. It's kind of up and coming. It's getting a lot more popular. Um, it's called Mod Cloth. Um, and that is mostly they have a couple locations in the US, but they're mostly online. And they sell mostly women's clothing. They also have a lot of cool gifts. But the reason why I really like Mod Cloth is because it's really good with body representation and positivity. Has a mm-hmm. ton of different sizes. I think it's extra 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 small to 4x. So there's a lot of different sizes um to choose from and there's a lot of different model representation um and so I would really recommend that for cool clothing and also just little gift ideas and stuff. They have a lot of really fun, cool things. Yeah, they definitely do have a lot of really cool stuff. And along the lines of clothing, another company that I have been into recently is Sudara. Kind of their mission is to, this is how they say it, they say it, to empower women to live in freedom from sex slavery through safe, sustainable living wage employment. So they employ women who used to work in the sex trade making these really beautiful items of clothing. They have a lot of really beautiful pants made out of pretty fabrics and then they also have tops and robes and other things and I have a couple pairs of their pants that I quite enjoy and I just think they're a really cool company that's really awesome yeah yeah that's making me think of actually um, a company that um I learned about through my internship this summer at a Minneapolis nonprofit. but it's a company called Fair Anita and I believe it's based in Minnesota, but I think they have online services where you can buy things. And they sell a lot of jewelry that's made by women um, all around the world. So fair trade jewelry that supports those women um, and just a really cool organization that's doing a lot of good stuff. And they have really pretty jewelry. So cool. Would also recommend that. Another good place to get fair trade jewelry is 10,000 Villages. Yes, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, they have a lot of locations around the country, and they have an online store, too. They have a lot of really beautiful jewelry, or I have a lot of really beautiful jewelry from 10,000 Villages, so I would highly recommend checking that out as well. Mm -hmm. And then also in the clothing category, I've been enjoying the company Pact, which makes organic cotton items mostly so i have some cozy sweatpants from them some nice socks some nice underwear so if you have anybody on your list who would enjoy some cozy organic fair trade cotton items that's a good source wearpacked.com very nice very nice in addition to clothing and jewels, jewels. we also um, <laughs> want to talk about 
jewels. <laughs> we want to talk. I want jewels for Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, we also have some self-care gift ideas because we all need a little more self-care in our lives. Never too much self-care. So, one thing that I've been really enjoying is diffusing essential oils in my dorm room. I'm diffusing Ooh, one right now. Lovely. My little immunity blend it smells like cloves, Ooh. which means it smells like cookies, essentially. So it's great. Yum. Um, so you can find there's tons of brands that sell essential oils, um, and you can find lots of different diffusers and things like that. Um, there's also some really good aromatherapy lotions you can get. I have a brand I like, but I think they're going out of business, so I can't recommend that. I know. (laughs) But um, aromatherapy lotion is really, really great. Like lavender or mandarin before you go to bed, things like that um, can be really lovely gifts. Or some nice piney scents for the wintry season. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a couple skincare companies that I wanted to mention as well. One that I really like is called prairie bloom they have the best lip balm i have ever used Mm. it's my favorite okay i will keep that in mind they also have some nice body butters and some kind of muscle and joint pain balms and things and some deodorant and they're a really cool little company i think they're based in oklahoma i want to say so I've really enjoyed using their products. And then another really amazing woman I met at this retreat that I was talking about has a company called Sunday's Company, and she makes herbal body care. And it is based in Canada, so it's a little bit more expensive to ship it to the U.S., but it's a flat rate shipping. And if you look at the prices, they're all in Canadian dollars. So they're actually less expensive than they look like on the website, which is kind of cool. There you go. But she makes really nice products. I got to try some of them when I met her. So would recommend. Very cool. Um, We've talked a lot about headspace and meditation on our podcast. And there are are a lot of free meditation apps and services you can get. But um, I personally really like headspace. And that requires a subscription. So you can always buy someone a headspace subscription. There are also some student discounts and things like that. Um, if you are buying for a, a stressed college student like me. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Uh, Well, also along this lines of self care is something we've talked about before tarot decks Mm -hmm. which i know i'm really into maybe not everyone on your list would be but if you have somebody who's into the mystical side of self-care that might be a good option there are like so many different options and a lot of independently published tarot decks which is really cool i just got one for myself called the mystic mondays deck i'm using that app I love their it's app. It's so I pretty. Say, I really like that they have an app so that you can use the cards in real life and then see the same images if you're on the go and you just have the app. And then you can look up all the meanings on the app, too. They're such, That's the they're, least glitchy tarot app I've used so far. Yeah, they're beautiful, <laughs> the cards. They are really yeah. beautiful. And I've had a hard time finding decks that the artwork really resonates with me. And that one does. So... Yeah. I recommend that as well. My my sister has 
continually expressed her skepticism with tarot decks, so maybe I need to maybe I need to find one that will convert her for a, a Christmas gift. Maybe so. <laughs> or maybe you have to let it just find her when she's ready for that's it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, don't this is a this is not a an actual uh, gift giving recommendation. <laughs> don't like force gifts on people that you that you are pretty sure they won't like. Yeah. Exceptions go for twin sisters. No, I'm just kidding. Right. (laughs) Uh. Oh, and then one other thing in self-care was Four Sigmatic, which makes mushroom beverages, which sounds bizarre and kind of gross, but they're actually really delicious. I really like the reishi hot chocolate mix. It's like super handy. It comes in a little packet. You just pour it out, mix it with some coconut milk or whatever kind of milk substance you like to drink. Heat it up. It's very good. It's very relaxing because reishi has relaxing properties, mm-hmm. supposedly. Feels like it does. I like it. Definitely. So, one of my favorite types of gifts is getting books. I love books. I'm quite the bookworm. And buying books... Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) Buying books um, over the holidays is a really good way to support local bookstores and small businesses. Keep local bookstores alive, please. Mm. (laughs) So... I know. I love local bookstores. Yeah, so find your local bookstore and buy some some nice books. Um, Some that have been by past podcast guests mm-hmm. um, would be Katie Dalebout's um, Let It Out, which is a book on journaling, which is very nice. And then um, Alana Oaken's um, The Curse of the Boyfriend Sweater, which is uh, has essays on crafting, which both Yeah, both wonderful. really good books. Yeah. And then if you have any children on your list that you're looking for a good kids book, I would highly recommend Dan Santat's books. I think I've mentioned him on the podcast before. He wrote um, The Adventures of Beekle, so Unimaginary Friend, which is an adorable book. It's so sweet. And all of his books are really inventive and creative and have really beautiful artwork. So I would definitely recommend those. And then cookbooks are also a good option if you have anybody who likes to cook on your list. My favorite cookbooks at the moment that I've really been enjoying are, I really like this book called What to Eat for How You Feel by Divya Alter, which is an Ayurvedic cookbook. So it has a little bit of information about Ayurveda in it and based on certain patterns and symptoms you're experiencing, what kinds of foods you might want to eat. And then she has really delicious recipes based on those recommendations. So I've really been enjoying that. And then I also really like Rebecca Katz's cookbooks. I think your family gifted me one or two of her cookbooks, and I really, really like them. The Longevity Kitchen is the one that I've had the longest, and I highly recommend all of her recipes. Yeah, one cookbook that I've really been enjoying um, is called Love Real Food. It's by Catherine or Kate Taylor. She um, heads the blog Cookie and Kate, which is a completely Whole Foods vegetarian blog online. And her cookbook has really nice photography. She has some good recipes. Yeah, she has really good recipes. And 
the website is really nice because you can kind of uh, sort through different dietary needs and stuff in addition to vegetarian. So, and her cookbook is just really beautiful, and it also has cute pictures of her dog. So that's a plus. I was just checking. My boyfriend just texted me like the other day asking me if I have that book. I don't, but I should definitely check it mm-hmm. out. Yes, I would recommend. Mm-hmm. All right, that's funny. I was like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Okay. And then you might also have some crafters in your life if you're listening to this podcast and you're into the artsy craftsy world. Do you have any recommendations for those people, Anna? Go to your local stores. There are I I know in my local local town I have a there's a little yarn store that sells a lot of really nice yarn. There's an it's a very cute yeah, yarn store. <laughs> there's an art supply store right next to the yarn store, so a one-stop shop. Um, so yeah there's tons of local arts and craft stores that are really good for buying buying materials and especially if you go to those you'll probably get more kind of specialized and fancier nicer products rather than if you just go to michael's or something like that um Mm -hmm. that can be a little more high quality gifts which is nice yeah i really enjoy receiving art supplies Mm -hmm. as somebody who makes a lot of art yeah me too and they can be expensive too to buy them for yourself so you don't always like buy the fun new medium that you want to try so that's a good recommendation yeah um let's see we have just a few more things another uh a store that i really like this is her twin cities people there's a store called bibolo um there are four locations in the twin cities area i think there's two in st paul and two in minneapolis and the owner's retiring so the shops are closing so there's big sales so you should go take advantage of that before they close up they have just really cool gifty things um they have they have lots of cool socks which is really nice. They have cool jewelry and little things to put in your wall. They have really nice stationery and journals, things like that. Um, so I would highly recommend that if you're in the Twin Cities area. Um, and speaking of socks, we have some sock recommendations, of course. Um, one organization that I like is called Blue Q, um, and they have a lot of really like sassy socks, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe they donate part of their proceeds to Doctors Without Borders, which is cool. Cool. Yeah, I like their socks, too. I've definitely given some as gifts before. Mm-hmm. And then I recently learned about this company called Ozone Socks, which I found in my local bookstore while I was looking for books. And they have just like really pretty designs that are really fun and also would work with a lot of outfits and like really classy at the same time. Mm, so nice. They look fun. I don't actually have any of their socks. But definitely socks are always a good option because you can always wear them and we never want to wear boring socks. Exactly. So you need those exciting socks. Oh yes. And then just in general, any other local stores and craft fairs, there's a lot of like Christmas little um, markets that pop up during the holiday season mm-hmm. that sell that sell a lot of um, kind of independent vendors um, things like that and then also you can always buy experiences for people so tickets to some shows or museum exhibitions or anything like that um, trips together things like that can be really lovely as well 
I really enjoy experiential gifts. Mm-hmm. I've given and received a few of those in the past. Those are really special. Of they are really special. And then I don't know, it's like a lot less guessing what you think the person is going to like because you just get to spend time with yeah. them. Yeah. And they're it's really fun. And then so I think that's all of our gift recommendations. Do you have any last minute I think, ideas? I think that's Anna? everything. I know that was a lot, so we'll we'll post links to everything yes, on definitely. the show notes for sure. But definitely but yes. And then I just had a couple of thoughts on gift wrapping as we're wrapping up this conversation. <laughs> because I know, see what I did there? <laughs> because I always feel like there's so much waste. Mm. During these gift-giving events, that makes me a little bit sad. And I don't want to say, like, never use wrapping paper and throw it away again. Because, like, I probably will use wrapping paper sometimes in my life. Maybe even this Christmas. I don't know. But I think it's worth considering some other options just to see if there's anything else that would work. Like, maybe you could put it in a reusable box. Or I know you can get like reusable fabric gift wrapping piece, like pieces of fabric. I'm sure you could make them too. It's not something that you would necessarily have to buy. You just wrap it in a piece of fabric Um, and you can find tutorials online. So I have to say, this is not something that I've actually done or experimented with. It's just a thought that's in my brain right now. And I wanted to throw it out there Mm -hmm. as an environmentally conscious mindful oriented podcast I think it's important to mention oh yeah for sure no that's really helpful I'm glad you brought that up and I know I've seen a couple things online too of even like wrapping something in another part of the gift like if you're giving somebody some like bath body related products and like wrapping it in a towel or something oh cool yeah for sure I don't know if that would look strange but maybe it would look cool who knows give it a try (laughs) so obviously our call to action this week is for you to go gift mindfully and creatively or not, if you don't feel like <laughs> gifting. But but if you do enjoy gifting and that's something you're doing, go do exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. And share with us some of your favorite gifts you might have stumbled upon. If you Yeah, if you have any recommendations for yes, us, I'm very curious. Yeah, and you can get in touch with us on social media. Um, on Facebook and Instagram, we are at Neverwhere Boring Socks, and on Twitter, we are at No Boring Socks. And then you can email us. Our email address is NeverwhereBoringSocks at gmail.com. Do you have a quote for us today, Anna? I certainly do. The quote I chose is from. Okay, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this right. Pierre Corneille. There's a lot of L's, but it's French. (laughs) So, Hmm. Pierre. We'll call him Pierre. And he says, The manner of giving is worth more than the gift. Which is a nice little way to, I think, stay mindful mindful during the gift-giving process. Um, 
if we're being thoughtful about it and really putting our care and our love into the gifts that we buy, I think that's what I think that will show in the end. And I think that's what really gift giving is all about. So just a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, I agree. I think this goes back to approaching gifting mindfully and really considering our values and the intention with which we want to gift. So I like that. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. That is all for this week. We hope you find our gift guide helpful and that you find peace during this holiday season. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating or review on iTunes and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode, which will be on anxiety. Oh, yes. We have many thoughts on that. Lots of thoughts (laughs) on that. (laughs) You can find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 051. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. Many thanks to Ben Ramsey, the cheese beast, for his audio editing. And thank you to both him and Martha Barnard for their contributions to our melodious music. And until next week, never wear boring socks.